At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The following is an exclusive presentation of the Carolina Panthers and the National Football League. Yeah! Touchdown! Touchdown! Panther Talk! This is Panther Talk with head coach Matt Rule on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. We have to be better at every position, and we have to play a lot better than we played today. Um, you know, it's time to it's time to figure this out, and. Uh, um, uh, that doesn't mean we have to panic. It just means we have to have elite urgency. And now, along with Jim Zoki and Eugene Robinson, here's Mick Mixon with Panther Talk, live from the Panthers broadcast facility at Bank of America Stadium. Jump right on with the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, Matt Rule, who joins us live by Zoom Technology. Coach, you mentioned that elite urgency in the comments we heard in the open. What was your day like today, and how do you anticipate the process uh, moving forward where you try to instill that in your ball club? Well, you know, I think, I think uh, from what I saw today, they, they certainly have it. I mean, no one, no one liked what happened yesterday. Um, I think a couple guys, I think a couple guys said it really well. Like, you know what, we know what the pro, pro problems are. You know, now we got to go fix it. And, um, you know, we went through our normal Monday post game. Guys lifted, guys got rehab. Uh, then we watched the tape and, and met and, um, uh, hopefully took a, a good step towards, uh, you know, getting back on track and playing good football this week. And, Coach, when you looked at the tape, did anything uh, just jump out at you on offense or defense that you go, oh, that's a fixable thing and that's something we can work on right now? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think well, I'll say, you know, I think the number one thing uh, offensively is just, um, we, we have to, we have to be better on third down and, uh, you know, two or three, whatever we were of 15, if you go back and look throughout the year, you know, when we've been 40 and 50%, we've won those games or had a chance to win those games. And, you know, these last couple of games, we've been uh, pretty poor in those areas and it's, uh, it's showing up. And, um, so, you know, there were a couple of third ones, third, I mean, third twos, third and threes that, you know, we'd like to have back, um, I think, uh, you know, we we started the game planning for third down. Or normally you install that, you know, Wednesday night for Thursday. We started game planning that tonight uh, because we have to stay on the field and give our defense a rest. 
Um, and I think when I looked at the special teams, the punting game, you know, we, we can't we can't give the other team the ball at the 40 yard line. We have mm-hmm. to be better in that area. And then, you know, defensively, I thought we played really good defense for a long, long time. And then, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, uh, let, let up way too many points uh, late, late in the game. And uh, uh, all those things I, I, I believe can be corrected. Um, it's just not easy to do. We're going to have to work at it. You uh, mentioned uh, both your Sunday and now your Monday press conferences that uh, it's not just Sam. It's not one position. It's, it's You just outlined it there. It's a number of things across the board. When dealing with quarterbacks, as you've done in college and now a couple of years here in the pros, the psychological component of that, how, how much do you have to take that into account when dealing with an NFL starting quarterback that you sat, you're going to put him back out there as a starter this week in terms of not just the play calling alone and uh, executing the offense, but kind of the psyche of a, of a starting quarterback in the NFL? Well, you know, I, I know Sam's a competitor and um, uh, obviously he didn't want to get uh, you know set down. Um, he, he didn't like it and he's not supposed to like it. At the same time, he also would be the first to tell you that, you know, he didn't play well enough. And I think the thing I've said to Sam, um, and I'll say to everybody, is we saw what, what Sam can be. We saw what he looked like through three games. And, um, you know, we were tops in a lot of categories. We are one of the top teams in a lot of categories throwing the football. And um, that that's not what it looks like right now. But we know he can do it. And we know that we can do it. And so, um, you know, I think when you go back and you look at things, it's always – it's a, it's a block here. It's a play there. It's an errant throw here. And we're the type of team that has to execute. You know, we, we, you know, we, you know, you, you lose a guy like Christian, you know, some instant offense, uh, you kind of need everyone to execute and play at a really high level. And um, uh, we just, just weren't able to do that yesterday, but, but it is in there and we have seen him do it and he, he has seen himself do it. And so uh, I think when you go through times like this, these, you know, stressful, trying times you have to look back at that and say hey i know i can do it let me go back to the fundamentals let me go back to the simple things and uh, try to do them really well you probably know this about yourself coach but your personal modesty might prohibit you talking about it in this in this format but you have a way about you where you uh, seem to be able to relate to these young men and and realize that they're they're different they're motivated differently and maybe you coach them differently do you have experience with an athlete that maybe gets into some kind of a slump maybe some performance anxiety and, 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 and what techniques do you like to try to use coaching him to try to uh, help him get back on a positive note? Well, I think, I mean, I think all of us in life go through that, you know, I think uh, certainly athletes do. And, um, you know, there is no quick fix. I mean, really at the end of the day, you know, you have to play with great confidence. And the only way you can play, play with great confidence is if you're really, really highly prepared. And uh, sometimes, you know, guys are preparing so much, that it's not about doing more. It's just about doing it maybe better or, or maybe differently. Um, you know, finding, you know, really, really diving down and drilling down into, Hey, what am I not doing? Well, finding ways to do that at a high level. So um, I think with all of our guys, you know, whether it's a receiver, an O-lineman, uh, a D-lineman, when things aren't going well, go back to the basics, go back to the simple things, prepare at a really high level, simplify what the problems are. Don't try to fix everything. Uh, just just find one thing and correct it and, and just slowly move forward. And so uh, I think anytime you have a young quarterback, you have young players, they're going to go through these ups and downs. You can't uh, overreact. You just have to you just have to attack each day and get a little bit better. And um, that, that, that's what we're going to do. Coach, we see the leadership that happens from a head coaching position where you talk to the media and you, you inspire your team. Where is the leadership? Or what has emerged from the players standpoint in the locker room be it defensively linebacker or offensively receiver quarterback 
is that leadership still emerging? Uh, because it seemed to be a tight, cohesive group. Um, what four or five weeks ago? Has anything changed, or have you seen the leadership emerge even more so during this time? Yeah, I mean, I think I think we've seen uh, a, a lot of the, the strong, tough, hard, vocal leaders that we have. Many of them are on defense. Uh, many of them, you know, are you know, I think that's kind of what defensive guys usually are like. They have that alpha personality to them and, and they've done that um and, and really what we're looking for is we're looking for some leadership on offense when you lose a guy like christian um you know someone that can step up and and, and help bring the guys together and uh, I, I saw a lot of that today I, I saw them doing that as a group and uh, that's offense is so different than defense defense you know you, you defend your guy you do you know you play your gap on offense everyone has to you know intertwine and work together to have a chance and so I'm hopeful that those guys are going to be okay um, as a group, uh, bring tremendous leadership to each other and continue to hold each other accountable. Um, I think we'll see that. So, Matt, you've done these rebuilds in college at uh, Temple and Baylor in the first couple of years. Obviously, the wins don't come, and then they start uh, really get going. This is early in year two of your, your program here with the Panthers. How much are you able to draw upon those experiences and know you've, you've lived through those times and then you see the fruits of the labor as, as time goes by that you can't rush it. That it kind of helps you as a coach and a coaching staff get through this time to get where you where you want to be. Uh, well, you know, my, my, I told you know I told the guys you know my first year at Temple, my first year at Baylor. You know, we weren't very good. We were one eleven, two and ten. The second years we were always you know about five hundred, and we learned a lot of lessons. And then uh, the third years we we always competed you know for championships. And so uh, the thing is, I don't want to wait till year three. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to do it now. And so. We're going through these moments where we're learning this stuff like let's push it forward let's let, let's let's learn from it like you know those were painful losses but if you learn from it then you can use it to to make you better the adversity makes you better and so you know when you go through adversity you find out who's in it for the right reasons who's in it with you who you can count on um you know you see a lot of guys fighting to come back from injuries right now uh, they want to get on the field they want to help us play and uh, those are things that excite me and, and push me towards, you know, being at my best. Matt Rule live on Panther Talk. I have a special teams question. I think it was in the third quarter, Coach Rule. Graham Gano angles a kickoff high toward your sideline. Amir Abdullah comes over. The ball hits once. Looks like it might go out of bounds. If so, your ball at the minus 40. But yet, if it doesn't carry him out of bounds, that's a free football. So what is the coaching point there, and did Abdullah handle it correctly? Well, you know, obviously, you know, we won Amir. <laughs> you know, we weren't playing great offense at the time. I wanted Amir to have a chance to, to return one and, and pick it up and go. So uh, I think he handled it just fine. If it gets any closer to the sidelines, typically you'll put your foot out of bounds and then uh, touch the ball so that you can uh, – it'll be deemed as an out-of-bounds, just like a catch when you catch your left foot's out of bounds. It'll be deemed an out-of-bounds ball. That's the other coaching point, but – you know, at that point, we, you know, we wanted to field the ball cleanly. And then, uh, you know, he had almost broken one earlier. He's going to be a really good addition to the team. And I think uh, we'll help make it, make some plays. Uh, I'm just reminded when I hear Coach Knox, uh, our coach in Seattle, um, he would always say when you win, there's a lot there for everybody. When you lose, there's nothing there for anyone. And I didn't agree with that totally because I believe that when you lose, also that when your defense, like your defense played extremely well, there's a lot of things that you can take from the defensive stand that you can use moving forward. Where do you land on this coach? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was, uh, I thought, uh, you know, for us to have that stop at the, you know, we haven't been a very good red zone defense throughout the course of the year. We've gotten better to make that stand down on the goal line. Um, it was awesome. 
And it's just a real lesson. Like everyone did their job. You know, Sam Franklin had a guy man-to-man. He played it. He had a guy man-to-man. The guy blocked. He triggered and made the tackle on the fourth down run. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I, as, 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 as much as you don't like going through these, you know, these stretches and these moments and these growing pains, um, as you said, there's lots of positive things in there that you have to take the time to show the team and build on. And, um, you know, cause there's going to be a time when we're going to be down on the, on the one yard line with a lot at stake. And, uh, those guys will know that you just got to play each play and do your job and put your eyes where they're supposed to be. And, you know, we can stop anyone when we do that. Offensively, you've now had one start for the rookie Brady Christensen at right tackle, one at left tackle, and obviously didn't go the way that everyone wanted yesterday. But in terms of just his overall development as a young rookie, where is he right now? Do you think? Yeah, I mean he's 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 got a little bit, you know, baptism by fire. He's learning. You know, he wasn't like he's been able to settle into one position. He's had to go play where we need him to be. Uh, he's going to be a really good player. Um, you know, he's mentally strong. He's 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 played these games and he's done good things in the games. Uh, you know, he learns from it and he, he comes back. So, um, you know, eventually, you know, he'll settle in somewhere as a starter. Um, you know, it's just, uh, just trying to figure out the best place for him, you know, as we move forward. But, uh, you know, I really like Brady and think he's going to be a good player for us. Before we let you go, Coach, I know you had a busy day today, but have you started assembling any opinions yet of the greatly irritating Atlanta Falcons? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, we're already on the Falcons and they're an excellent team and, Kyle Pitts is uh, outstanding. Um, you know, they've got a really good explosive offense. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be quite a challenge. So we've got to put a full work, week's work, worth of work in, you know, to get ready to do this. Sounds good, Coach. We'll let you get back to it. Thanks for your time on Thank Panther you, Coach. Talk. Thank you, guys. All right. All right, Matt Rule live on the show. Always good to get caught up with the head coach of the Carolina Panthers and hear his perspective. Okay, we're going to talk to Daquan Jones later in the show. We'll have some broadcast roundtable when we come back and then an interview with Scott Fitterer later on that you will not want to miss. This is Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Go behind the scenes of your Carolina Panthers with the Happy Half Hour Podcast. Available now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Bank of America, official bank of the Carolina Panthers. We're unable to find a rhythm out there, and, you know, we got to figure out a way to, to get a rhythm back. Um, you know, we, we had a couple good drives. I think the first drive we had was a good drive. We just didn't convert that last third down, and um, we kicked a field goal, got three points, and then we went down there, and then I had that, that turnover and that pick, and I think... Um, you know, I just got to continue to do a better job of protecting the football because when we get down there, um, it's points, points that we can't, you know, afford to give up. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers radio network. Mick, the Zoke, Genie Rob. Now that head coach Matt Rule has left the room, we may speak freely about what he said. And What if he's listening no, on the way home? Um, well, I don't have – there's not a bad thing I can think of to say. I'm a fan, but I liked what he said about Sam Darnold. It's in there. Good quarterback play is in there. We have seen it. It's just a matter of without McCaffrey, without kind of that security blanket, Eugene and the Zoke, just get him back to where he's playing well again. Yeah. And he only had McCaffrey for two-plus games. It was two games in the Houston game, so it was like a quarter or so of that game. So I think if he gotten further along into the year and been, you know, this is his first year here too with, uh, with Darnold playing – you know, if he'd gotten to the halfway point or whatever, maybe he'd be more acclimated, adjusted, 
the whole team would be more ready for that situation. So you do have to be able to play and win without your star running back slash receiver. Um, but uh, I feel like if they'd gotten more time under their belts, that that would have been helpful for Darnold. But he's got to figure it out, just like the, the line's got to figure it out. And Robbie Anderson's got to catch some more of those passes that come his way and so forth. But as Coach said, it's not just one guy. But as we know, right, Eugene, in this league, it always begins and ends conversations with quarterback. It does. And, and maybe to that point a little bit here, too, is that Sam Donald's been playing quarterback for the, his almost his entire life. It's not like he doesn't know how to play quarterback. Whether we talk about in high school, college, Jets, uh, Panthers. I mean, the things that we're talking about, we, we want to emerge. That, dude, you've been playing quarterback your entire life. And so there's certain things as a quarterback, what you do. That overthrow that he had, you know, on that swing pattern, the post, the swing, not the swing, but that little wheel route. Well, he either drill that ball in, you know, but you don't loft it up. You don't loft it up over the top. Those things that he knows. And so I'm going to be just a little bit more critical on Sam Darnold just a little bit is that he's – we're not going to be able to teach him what he already knows. He just has to execute it. Mm-hmm. He just has to go out there and just execute because he's he really is that good. He is that good. What we've seen in the three, first three games, he really is that good. Right now, losing is contagious, and you start to doubt. You start to rush things when you have dropped balls. Now you say, oh, woe is me. Oh, man, I put the ball there, and he dropped it. You get all those things. You got you to gotta take out all those distractions, all those things, and get down to pure execution. This is what I do. I'm throwing this route. This is what I do. I hand the ball off. This is what I do. I move the team. This is what I – I looked at my first, my second, all those things, and get it done expeditiously. And I know that I know the offensive line has to block. I get it, but we've seen quarterbacks who do not have a great offensive line—not a great offensive line—but who get the ball out very, very quickly. Drew Brees, oh, Ru- has done Russell that. Wilson runs for his life Russell, when he when he's not on the injured list. Yeah, but <laughs> we've seen Drew Brees get the ball out very, yeah. very quickly. We've seen Tom Brady get the ball out very quickly, and I've seen the same thing in the first games first three games of him really getting the ball out very, very quickly. I think he just needs to execute and get back into, I do this, This is, I am that good, and I'm going to go ahead and execute. And the phrasing I keep hearing in these weeks is it, basically what you're saying is in the system. They just, he just has to operate the system, that you're a quarterback, but operate the system. The blueprint is, you know, this is the way we run this system here. Take the check down. Take take the first read. You know, make make the smart play. Get Take what the defense – is giving you because, like you said, these are things that are unique, maybe the way the Panthers run offense, but they're not unique to being a quarterback, right? Yeah, exactly. The the uh, the, the safety, the safety when he realizes that the when Chuba Hubbard gets knocked back into the quarterback, he throws the ball forward because he's thinking, man, if my back is there, I'm making a pass to the back, and maybe instead of if he has the time, maybe not trying to throw the ball out of bounds to the right hand or to the left-hand side instead of throwing the ball there because you know you're already backed up. You're already backed up. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. That, that decision right there is something maybe that you have a little bit control of when you saw the pocket breaking down. It is difficult to swim upstream against human nature. And human nature, particularly for the stubborn and dumbhead male of the species, is to squeeze it harder, try harder. Uh, who among us who's ever yeah. held a golf club and things aren't going well, I guarantee your grip pressure increases <laughs> when you start trying to bear down. When really what you what is needed is to relax, 
lighten your grip pressure. Rely on, in a team sport, rely, as Jim said, those weapons around you. It sounds easy, but I but it seems something that Darnold is struggling with. But you know, just get if and Matt Rule has said it, if your first read is there, pull the trigger. It's okay to play second and four. That it's hard to gain six yards on first down in the NFL. And the key to being a better third down team is to be better on first down. Absolutely. I think the best thing that happened to Sam Donald was that he got benched. There's something about getting benched and, and knowing that you're not the guy right How now. How would you know that? Because I got benched. No, you did not. Yes, I did. And I remember getting benched for Johnny Johnson who came from the Rams, and I got benched. You got benched for Johnny Johnson? Johnny Johnson. <laughs> I got benched for Johnny Johnson, played for the Rams, and I was fuming. And every day in practice, I could not wait to get back out on the field to show, to have the opportunity to do what I can do. I bet you Sam Darnold is upset that he got benched and cannot wait to get out there and prove that he's the quarterback that you saw the first three games. Be a great story. It'll be a great story. And, I, and here it is, Sam Donald. I'm rooting for you. If he wants to win over this region, as Mick like always refers to Atlanta, if you go down and you beat Atlanta, yes. people will be happy. Yes, they will you be. You beat the Falcons. You beat them in Atlanta. Be 4-4. Four and four, People will be happy. This was, The Giants were 1-5. and five. They were getting ready to fire everybody. The fans were done. They weren't going to show up anymore. And then they beat us, and we made their life better. <laughs> if they had lost, they would have blown that place up. They would have been 1-6. The Panthers could be this week's New York Giants if they go down. Win it cures all that. The, he- the giant head coach, Joe Judge, said the fish stinks from the head. <laughs> and then they win the next week. That has to be an NFL record. <laughs> but I agree with you, Zuck, and, the, and Eugene. I've had this odd feeling all day today, and several times I've gone outside, I've looked up, and I've said the sky is still up there. <laughs> yes, that is. at three and four, it's it's not what the, anybody the wants. The Chiefs it's are hard. three and four, and they got Pat Mahomes. I know. I remember one year, I think it was 05, I think it was the year the Panthers went to the NFC Championship game, lost at Seattle. The Steelers that year won it, and I think they were I think they were five and eight. And then got to five I mean, I think they flamed on late. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it, yes. it can it can it's Actually, such, you can. Heck, a we lot were, of football. We were though. two seven and one and we won a division championship. That's it. Flame on. That's right, yeah, that's when Coach Rivera had the inspirational T shirts and hats, be relevant. <laughs> Human torch, I crossed baby. mine out and wrote, be prominent. Koshi <laughs> got kind of mad, but that's okay. All right, stay. <laughs> there we go. We get hung up on semantics around here. What is wrong with me? All right, stay tuned. Da- Daquan Jones, and uh, I like this guy. He's a pro. We're going to talk to him, and he's going to talk with us. It's how the interview thing happens, and it's next on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Each week on the Jordan and Jake podcast, Panthers Hall of Honor members Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome share their thoughts on all things Carolina Panthers. Available now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Coke, official fan refreshment of the Carolina Panthers. There were some mistakes, um, a couple of mental errors, uh, just things that we need to correct and get fixed. Um, but I have a, a complete 100% trust in this team that we're going to come back and watch the film, learn from it, and get better. Back to Mick Mixon, Jim Soki, and Eugene Robinson with Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. On a Panther Talk, Daquan Jones, defensive lineman with us. And thanks for answering a few questions, Daquan. What, uh, from your perspective, what uh, happened against the Giants and where did things break down for the team? Um, you know, 
We just uh, on defense. I can really speak for defense. Um, you know, it was five three going to halftime, and really should have been five three for the whole game. Um, if we would have lost that game, it should have been lost five three. Um, you know, our defense is playing good, but at the same time, we can play a lot better, and we're letting some stuff sneak out that we have to really put a cap on, and uh, we can't let them go out there and you know get five first downs or convert five third downs in a row, and you know that we have to take more pride in that, and and, and that's just the lack of. Uh, uh, us not being focused and going out there and actually handling our job. So um, I can really only speak for the defense when I say that. So uh, on defense, we'd be better in doing that. Daquan, how did you play yesterday? Um, you know, I, I played all right. I mean, plays out there that I want to I wanna get back. So um, I keep developing and keep getting better each week. Um, but at the same time, no one really – you can have your best game. When you lose, you feel like you play like crap, right? You know what I mean? So, like, I, I'm, I'm hypercritical of myself. Uh, Good, bad, or indifferent, um, but especially when we lose, I'm, I'm I'm always even you know ten times harder on myself just because I felt like I could have done something to help the team or help the defense uh, win. Our offense is attacking this defense any differently now? Uh, no, I mean really, we just got to make the plays that come our way, and uh, you know there's a couple of plays, you know the Philly, the Vikings. I personally, that I should have made a tackle, and I, I didn't do that, so you know I, I take the responsibility there. So, um, really, just making the plays that come your way that will help this team and, and help the defense and all, and um, just make the plays you're, you're supposed to make, and you know we'll be okay. Daquan Jones on Panther Talk. Daquan, how important is it on an NFL team that uh, that that the team does not fragment, that offense, defense, special teams all stay united and pulling towards the common goals? I mean, it's huge. I mean, it's, it's part of being a team, right? Um, so, you, you know, yeah, we can't let the negative thoughts of, you know, we're, we're losing or if our offense struggling or special team struggling or defense struggling, whatever, whatever phase it is, we can't sit there and start snickering and talking in, in, little, in little groups about it. We have to go out there and fix it as a team um, and, and, and really get the ball rolling again, just like we did in Spartanburg. We come out with that edge. Um, you know, so we have to really just come together as a team this week and, and fix all the stuff that's kind of been showing up and really you know, you know, make that decision, really. Because to me, where we are right now in the season is kind of going to be you know, where we're going to go from here. You know, we're going to you know, lose, we're going to turn this around and, and get back on track. Excellent. A couple last things. We'll cut you loose. What do you know about the Atlanta? I know it's early in the week, but what do you know about the Atlanta Falcons and what their offense is all about? I mean, very high-powered offense. I mean, uh, Matt Ryan gets the ball out quick. Um, you know, I had uh, Arthur Smith from Tennessee, so um, you know that they're, they're very dynamic in offense. They can they can run the ball, pass the ball. So it's going to be a huge challenge for our defense this week for sure. And uh, we have to make sure that we're all on the same page and doing our job. All right, last thing, we're talking to you now. you got one of these little scooters, this little battery-powered thing. How, what's this contraption all about, and how does it help you keep some of the stress and strain off your lower body? I mean, this is, my, this is where I get to work every day. Um, I, I live pretty close to the stadium, so uh, instead of me walking, I just scoot over here, and uh, it's been the best investment in my life so far. Any uh, issues with traffic and uh, car riders not paying attention to you? No, I'm, I'm right there in the sidewalk, or I'm right there in the, in the bike lane, so I'm, I'm good. That's Daquan Jones coming to a sidewalk soon near you in Uptown Charlotte <laughs> and to an NFL defense this week in Atlanta. Thank you, Daquan. Thank Good luck. You, boss. Thank you. Okay, off he goes. A great big man on a little bitty scooter, Panther defensive lineman number 90, Daquan Jones. I'm Mick Mixon. Stay tuned. Panther Talk continues in just a moment. Listening to your favorite Carolina Panthers podcast has never been easier. Simply download the Amazon Alexa app, add the Carolina Panthers skill, and say, Alexa, play Carolina Panthers. Now playing Carolina Panthers. Be sure to also add the Carolina Panthers flash briefing to your morning routine. 
For more information, visit Panthers.com. This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Atrium Health, because you deserve to live your best life, and we're here to help. We didn't play very well. Uh, they, they, they played uh, better than us, and so um, uh, re- really disappointed, to be quite honest with you, with the uh, with that performance. Uh, but the defense was good for long stretches in the first half, and the second half let it get away from us, didn't, didn't get any plays from our special teams, and certainly offensively that was, um, that was really not very good. So there's really a lot there that we have to fix. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. NFL games, win or lose, are kind of their own entities, their own little ecosystems. You have twos and fros in the games, and they all have things you'll remember about them. I guess Scott Fitter, Panther GM on Panther Talk, what will you take away from yesterday's game? Well, you know, we came out running the ball well, and, you know, we went down the field, kicked a field goal, and it felt pretty good about the start. But it's just our, our inability to stay on track the rest of the downs. We got in third and long a lot of times, and – we we just got to get better. There's too many missed assignments, um, whether it's offensive line, you know, it could be a, a missed throw, whatever it might be. There's a lot to clean up. The good thing is, th- there are things that are open when you watch the tape. You know, there's some routes that are open, so there's opportunities to get better. We just have to uh, to be accountable, and each person has to uh, to do their job. You see the problems as being fixable. I do, I do, and I think the guys want to fix it too. You know, the coaches have a have a clear plan of what they want to do. I think the you know, they, they're going to work with the players and point that out. And, you know, we've got to do a better job on the, uh, on the scouting side, too. So everyone, if they just do their job and just focus and do a little bit better each day, we'll, we'll be fine. You started off mentioning the, uh, that opening drive and then the defense. Did it seem to you, Scott, especially with the visual acuity of hindsight, like that defense really for a long time in the game did all they could to help the Panthers win? They did. Our defense? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think, I think, you know, when you don't sustain drives on offense – and you, you have these three and outs, the defense tends to get tired. And, um, you know, the Giants did some nice things as far as rolling out the quarterback. He had a nice day. Um, but really, uh, our offense needs to sustain drives, and get, our defense needs to get off the field on third downs. Sometimes we hear people talk about um, recovery and jobs, careers, that kind of thing. And, and every now and again, a low point is, is kind of necessary to get you going back the other way. Is there anything like what happened yesterday in your experience as an NFL employee? You know, having been in this, in this uh, league for 23 years, absolutely. You go through these uh, points of the season, and it feels like you can't get anything right. And that's not the case. It's just like, hey, there's a few things we need to correct. We need to clean it up, and we'll get right back on course. You know, the, I think the first three weeks, we had some good weeks. We we're doing some really good things. We just hit a patch here where – um, we're not being consistent enough. We're not making the plays that we need to make. And uh, uh, we can clean those up. And that's the, that's the good part. We know we can do it. Uh, it's now it's just going out and doing it. This is a little delicate. Uh, my job is to ask you. You can frame this up in any way you want to. But the trade deadline is coming November 2nd. Is there anything you can say or would like to say about your vision for improving this roster moving forward? Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of rumors out there. Um, there's always a little bit of truth in rumors sometimes. Uh, in our situation, we make a lot of calls. You know, some teams don't make calls. They let the calls come to them. We're going to make calls, and we're going to be really, uh, you know, proactive in that approach. And when that happens, you know, it tends to leak out. And uh, not everything is true. You know, we, we won't do about 90% of the deals. There might be one or two that we do. And if it's, a, if it's an opportunity to get better, whatever position it may be, we'll definitely explore it and see if it's right for us. How does someone in your business balance 
trying to strengthen the team now versus not giving away too much uh, future commodities to get that done? Yeah, we have to remember, you know, we're a build through the draft team. That's our philosophy. And, it, you know, we treat our, our draft picks like gold. Now there are times you get in the season and, um, you know, there are opportunities to, to bring on players that maybe are better than what that pick would allow you to get in the draft. So we, we you know, sit there and measure that. Um, you know, we're, we're not into giving away draft picks, but if there's an opportunity to get better and we can win now and it's a player that we have moving forward, we'll uh, likely make that move. Who helped shape in your life, Scott Fitterer, your aggressive approach to deal doing like this? Oh, John Schneider uh, in Seattle. He's, you know, he's one of those guys that the whole phrase in on every deal, that, that came from John. I mean, that's really his approach, and that's where I learned it. And, I, you know, Dan Morgan in our office is the same way. Guys that have gone on else, other places, same approach. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of ways to interpret that. But for us, it's just what opportunities are out there. Let's get some information back. And uh, if we can make it, uh, a move that's right for us and we can get better, we're going to do it. Does it help, too, to have an owner, David Tepper, that made his bones by having a legendary risk tolerance and contrarian spirit? Absolutely. And we actually lean on him quite a bit. You know, he doesn't tell us who to take, who not to take. But if we need advice about, you know, doing something or he wants to know about value and he'll challenge us on it, it just makes you better. It makes you look at it from different angles and kind of check that you're making the right decisions. So, you know, we have those, uh, those checks in place so, so we can do that. But definitely – Having Mr. Tepper here is helping us. Very good. Let's end it, Scott, uh, tonight by talking about the, as I call them, the greatly detested Atlanta Falcons, a little bit of a divisional rival. Uh, what do you know about this outfit and what makes them tick? You know, I'm, I'm still actually working through the game yesterday, and there are a few other things going on today, so I have not dug into them uh, yet. You know, most of the weeks, you know, we have, and uh, our advanced scouts have, our coaches have. I just have not gotten there yet. Um, but I know, hey, they, they still have a great quarterback. They have a young rookie tight end that's absolutely playing great. They have a lot of talent. Um, you know, this, it's been a fierce rivalry. Anytime you have a rivalry game, teams uh, amp up and they play each other well. They know each other so well. So I'm really looking forward to, it, to being in this game the first time. All right, last question for you. Matt Ryan, it's been a long time. He's 36 years old, been in the league 14 years. But did you write him up when he came out of Boston College? Because we've heard legendary stories about how great he was on the board and diagramming plays and answering questions. Right. I, you know, I don't think we talked to him when we were in Seattle because he was getting picked so high. But I remember seeing him at dinner, I think it was with Thomas Dimitrioff, who was the GM of the, uh, the Falcons at the time. And uh, we thought very highly of him. And he, he's gone on to have a, a great career. And he's still playing at a high level right now. Yeah, he is. He's also helping to educate people to do wash in cold water, try to save on their energy bill. Matty Ice, you know, it's all, it's all about the brand. All right, Scott, thank you for your time, and good luck this week. Great, thank you. Have you seen those ads with <laughs> Matty Ice? I have not seen that. I didn't know what that Stone was. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, that's and right. Ice yeah, and Ice-T. Ice-T, yeah. A detergent, uh, which will, unless they are want to be a paid sponsor on Panther Talk, will remain nameless. Okay, there you go. But, uh, yeah, Matt. I want to talk about Dan Morgan for a second. Scott Fitterer mentioned him. I thought that was a great ad for the Panthers staff. Seeing Dan Morgan in the building, you know, I'm just one little guy here, but it makes me confident that uh, that we got somebody like him helping make decisions. And, and don't forget, because Dan has really cut his teeth out doing scouting out in Seattle. I mean, if we would see Dan, I would see Dan running to him a lot. Where and else he was, was he? Buffalo? Yeah, Buffalo, and Buffalo yeah. too. And he was, he was always 
he was always diagnosing things and looking at players, always. And I think coming from being a, a former player, a former player who played at such a high level, you have a different eye. You get to see, you get to know those little nuances. Does the linebacker, uh, does he have a, a good strike ability? Uh, same same shoulder. You get to do all those little nuanced things that he kind of knows. How does he drop back in coverage? What what does his receiver do? I think he brings all that to the table when he is evaluating people. And he has that mentality that I'm going to get after it. That's just being a defensive player. I'm going to get after it. And so I like the fact that he's he's in the building. Well, and he's, he's well regarded. I mean, for as good of a player as he was, as you said, Great. Seattle, Buffalo, and he's got a highly elevated job here. But uh, like Scott Fitter, it will probably end up being a general manager uh, for a team, if not here somewhere else at some point, because uh, he's really worked at it and uh, is well respected in the, in the league as a guy that could do it at a high level. One year, the New York Giants, talking about scouting, one year soon after I started working with you guys, the New York Giants, we were playing the Giants, and their media guide had a mistake in it. So instead of the player bio, it had the scouting write-up. So I'm reading about this defensive back, and it says, you know, normally it'll say, uh, has a wife, Vivian, and two kids, uh-huh. and likes cycling, and likes to see the you know, tour of the Adirondacks in the off season, and had a Pro Bowl year two years ago, all that stuff. But this says, I'm reading it, and it says, uh, adequate bubble, <laughs> slow flipping his hips, uh, stiff on the back pedal. It's they they accidentally imported his scouting. <laughs> I thought, man, this guy. What, what, and I had to go down the hall and go, can someone please tell me what is an adequate bubble? Uh-huh. Do you know what that is? Uh, no, I do not what an adequate bubble is, but I do know what <laughs> flipping your hips are. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Certainly quite enough about uh, all of that. So- <laughs> well, if you're having trouble flipping your hips, this injury update is brought to you by Ortho Carolina. And from the game yesterday, uh, guard uh, John Miller with an ankle injury. Looks like it'll be a couple of weeks for him. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse, a flip of the hip. Uh-huh. An adequate bubble. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. OrthoCarolina, your care. Your way. Got it. Got it. All right. What about these Atlanta Falcons? We'll talk about them, the matchup, the I-85 rivalry. <gasps> what to expect on Sunday. <laughs> Eugene bird sounds via Marlon Perkins <laughs> and the Mitchell of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. We'll have it for you next on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Panthers Hall of Honor members Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome are back for another season of Jordan and Jake. Each week, Jordan and Jake share their thoughts on Panthers news, take a trip down memory lane, and keep you updated on Jordan's farm and Jake's horses. Jordan and Jake and all our Panthers podcasts are available now on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Alexa. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Kind of hard to figure Atlanta, Arthur Smith, offensive mind, made his reputation with some strong offenses with Tennessee. Of course, it helps when you got Derrick Henry run that oh my ball, goodness. tote that rock. Wow. But what do we think about Atlanta and Carolina on Sunday and where the significant action will be? It's always a rival. It's always that 85 rival, and you get ready to go ahead and play some smash mouth football. No doubt about that. But there always seems to be an advantage playing. Well, if we were playing in, in the Carolinas, it seems to be an advantage for us. If they're playing in Atlanta, it seems to be somewhat of a small advantage for them. The problem, not the problem, the person who I think makes the biggest difference is, is Matt Ryan. 
Matty Ice has always been a guy who throws the ball extremely well. He gets the ball out quickly on time, and he has the receivers that who can make the plays. And I think that Ridley, I mean, when he came out with DJ Moore, I thought that either you pick DJ Moore or you pick Ridley, mm-hmm. both two of both those guys of whom are just incredible football players. Ridley seems look like he's taking this game up a notch. And now that there is no Julio Jones, he's taking this. I think he's. I think he's going to be even targeted more, become that guy to emerge as a guy. I know they got another guy there too, Patterson. But I think he can be that guy who really is that good. And I think Matty Ice is the guy who makes that team run. And they've made Patterson like the primary running back now. He was always a receiver and kick so returner. Weird. So it's interesting. They still have Mike Davis, but mm-hmm. he's only averaging like three yards a carry. He's actually not been very explosive. But uh, Scott Fitterer mentioned that their first-round pick, Kyle Pitts. Pitts. This is, I don't know if I would say the next. He is the... <laughs> He might be the best tight end in the league right now just because of health, because Kittle's been hurt uh, outside of Kelsey. I'll put it that way. Outside of uh, probably Kelsey as far as guys are healthy. Gronk's not been healthy. But um, this Kyle Pitts, he had 160 yards yesterday. He's good, so they got to be good. prepared to handle a tight end position that uh, most teams don't have being as dynamic as what they've got with Atlanta. Pitts played at Florida. He's got that combination of size and that gazelle-like ability. He can run, high-point the ball. They've also got another tight end, Hayden Hurst. Occasionally they'll line him up in the backfield Mm -hmm. as a fullback, kind of a move tight end. And he played at South Carolina. Hadn't he been pretty open about some of the anxiety, depression, some things that he's – He's oh, dealt with. He's, I'm pretty really? sure I got that right. He's an interesting story. Mm-hmm. You know about that, Byron? You remember reading about that? And we'll check it during the break. But anyway, uh, I, I agree with you about Ridley. Uh, Russell Gage is one of their other receivers. And uh, Cordero Patterson, yeah, oh, 84, yeah. lining him up um, as a run. It looks so weird to see number 84 <laughs> lining up as a running back. But um, that's kind of the way numbers are going. We got linebackers now. One of their linebackers, Michael Walker is uh, number three, and it'd be great to get Shaq Thompson back. So we'll talk about this. When the Panthers are going to get some of these d- new DBs oiled up, get Shaq Thompson back when McCaffrey might return, and a little bit more about quarterback when we come back with the final brushstrokes of Panther Talk next. Go behind the scenes of the Carolina Panthers. Join Kristen Balboni, Darren Gant, and Will Bryan for the Happy Half Hour. Each week, the game covers all things relating to your Carolina Panthers, both on and off the field. The Happy Half Hour and all our Panthers podcasts are available now on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Alexa. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers radio network. Quick Google search during the break. Indeed, Hayden Hurst, I remembered that correctly when he was uh, with the Ravens. Very open about some depression, anxiety, even a suicide attempt earlier in his life. Started when he was a pitcher in the Pirates organization, and he's helped a lot of people by uh, being open about that. Hayden Hurst, number 81, tight end for the Falcons. So how much of the optimism that uh, I think Panther fans should feel, even in the face of four straight losses, could be rooted in the, 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 the fact that Shaq Thompson's going to come back, Christian McCaffrey should come back. Uh, C.J. Henderson, the best maybe yet to be for him. Stephon Gilmore, we hadn't seen him yet. So it's not like the Panthers are dead on arrival here going into week eight. And, and don't forget that the Panthers and the Falcons don't like each other. I mean, that's a big rivalry. What? Yeah, don't like each other at all. And so from that rivalry alone, you get your, your juices pumping anyway, regardless of who's playing. 
you're going to get your juices pumping anyway. So I would love to have those guys back. But even if you don't come back, you got a lot to go ahead and play for. Matty Ice is no joke, and you want to make sure that he does not become Matty Ice, that the ice melts. Oh, I like that talk, the ice melting. And yeah. for the Giants, you know, they beat us by 22. They were down their top three receivers. They don't have Saquon Barkley. Nope. They didn't have their left tackle. Um, so, again, in this league, it's, just, it's a long year, and, and, and injuries are not supposed to be an excuse. You're supposed to step up, and, you know, maybe you don't win every game, but you're supposed to still execute at a high level. It's pro football. So uh, whoever is out there and whoever's still healing, you've you got to roll with what you got and, and get it right. Our traveling broadcast show is going to be down there. We'll have all the action for you. Can't wait to bring it your way. Help bring it your way on the radio. So for Eugene, for the Zook, the rest of our crew, this is Mick. We've enjoyed it. Hope you have as well. And we'll see you next week for another edition of our show. This has been.